Aalto University Podcast. Hello everyone and welcome to the Aalto Squadcast. This podcast is led by the Aalto Squad, Aalto University Student Ambassador Marketing Team. This podcast is one of our various channels where we discuss life and studies here at Aalto University and our life in Finland. Hello everyone and welcome back to another exciting episode of Alto Squadcast where we share our experiences and talk about our lives as students at Alto. My name is Anubhuti and I have with me here my amazing co-host Labiba. Hey there. So as for me I am doing my master's degree in advanced energy solutions at the School of Engineering here at Alto. So my program is focused on sustainable technologies and processes. all about sustainable energy basically and i've been here for almost a year now and i'm very happy with my decision so now let's talk to labiba and see so labiba what what are you studying here yeah um so i actually just finished my bachelor's degree in economics um and i am most likely going to be continuing in economics uh for my masters as well here at alto so been here for a good three years now and shall be continuing so would you like to tell our listeners what are we going to talk about in today's episode yes sure um so today's episode is going to be divided into two parts but the main topic is about um courses um here at aldo and how studying at aldo works So the first section we're kind of uh going to go into the three different schools that we have or fields that we have here and how um the course work that we have um differs between each other. And then in the second section we're going to go more into some nuances regarding our uh favorite courses and some other aspects such as uh free time and well-being. So let's get started. Um Anubuti How are the courses like in tech as a tech student? So as a master's student I have to complete 120 credits over the course of 2 years. Okay. Which is not the case with bachelor degrees. So the idea is on average you do 60 credits per year. Yes. We have the same just 180 credits for the 3 years. Yeah, so out of those 120 credits I have 30 credits dedicated towards my master's thesis mm-hmm. and the rest of the 90 credits can be completed by taking various courses they can okay. be electives and there are some mandatory courses as well in my program i have about seven mandatory courses sure which i need to complete to get the de- degree basically mm-hmm. and they are very relevant to the program if you think about it sure and that's that's about it mm-hmm. for me So how about you how does it work in bachelor's programs do you have any mandatory courses or um we have a similar structure and mm-hmm. actually i think this goes for all of the bachelor's degrees here at Aalto where the first year is dedicated to these compulsory courses that are um 
sort of there to build up your toolkit to actually succeed in the rest of your studies. So, for example, um, as an econ student, our first year includes a lot of coding courses and basic math courses such as algebra or sorry, matrix algebra, calculus, statistics, etc. And actually through these courses, we see um, the other engineering students because they're also required to take these courses for their studies. Um, Yeah, for me also it is something similar. There are people from different backgrounds, like I'm a chemical engineer and there are mechanical engineers, people from energy sector in the same program. Mm -hmm. So we have studied different things and these mandatory courses kind of lay the foundation for the rest of the program so that we have uh, some kind of knowledge and base for take understanding more advanced courses so that definitely helps there okay also i want to mention that the academic year in alto is divided into different periods which yeah. is one and a half month long duration right so the spring semester has three periods and the fall has two and the courses in Alto run according to the periods and mm-hmm. they can have different lengths. So some are shorter, which run only for one period and some are longer. They can go for even five yeah. periods. So it depends and it depends on how many credits each course holds. So it is a bit different from other universities, but it works here exactly um yeah so if you search up alta's academic calendar on google you can find um the entire structure of the year um for whichever year you're planning on enrolling in and it includes important dates such as um, orientation week which is actually probably one of the most important weeks of the year so all of that information is available online Um, But now we can sort of maybe go into some more specifics about the course courses that we've been taking. Um, So Anubhuti, do you want to maybe go into what a typical tech course is like? Yeah, so almost all my courses have classroom lectures and then some sort of assignments, which can be weekly or once in two weeks or something. It really depends on the difficulty level and... Uh, how much time would you actually need to complete the assignment, basically. Mm-hmm. This part is pretty standard, but other than that, it depends on the type of course you're taking. Yeah, There can be a project or an exam, or if the course is more practical, you can also have some lab work. Yeah. And as I said, it, this this can depend on the subject itself and also your teacher, how they actually want to evaluate your learning from the course yeah in my experience uh, the shorter courses which run for one period are much more intense because i have uh, much many more lectures compared to the longer courses so uh, weekly i would get have almost two or three lectures apart from the exercise sessions then Mm -hmm. if i talk about Longer duration courses, uh, which run over two periods or three periods. Sometimes I have only one lecture in a week and then that's it. Okay. Yeah, so 
how does it work for you do you have some standard pattern or does it vary for you as well yeah i think it's definitely somewhat similar at least in economics where we have like lectures we have exercise sessions which I, at least i have found very helpful because I find it nice to have that helping hand from the teacher assistant mm-hmm. to go through yeah. the material that's taught that week. And then we have, um, or at least what's very common in econ courses, that we have like a weekly deadline where you're expected to submit your answers to a problem set mm-hmm. and apply your knowledge. So very econ, but like you said, there's not really a typical structure. So for example, I've taken courses in management and marketing. And for example, for one of my management courses, I had to do a class debate where the class was divided into teams and we were given a case project and we had to basically debate um, that case. Or then in marketing where we were asked to basically create an advertisement for whatever brand that sounds very interesting yeah and that is something i like about studying here is that like you get to it's not just about learning new learning a new course but Mm -hmm. you learn from this different activities and engagements as well yeah and actually like applying what you've been taught yeah which i appreciate um i do have a memo that i must pass on i did ask our dear friend owen um what his courses are like because since we're talking about courses we need all of the three fields here and owen is a um, student in the bachelor's program for design so he's in the school of arts so he basically told me that they have lots of workshops and obviously it's super practical Mm -hmm. for the arts kids um but he sort of summarized it at least for the design students um the way it works is that you're sort of put into a room with other students given a question and then being asked to solve it oh that's very abstract (laughs) yeah i mean that's that's how he described it and i believe him so yeah yeah one of my friends who is also in art school I have seen her academic calendar and it does look strange to me yeah. because they have uh, one subject dedicated to one entire day and exactly. I don't know how do they manage because in tech you have at most two or three hours dedicated to one subject but I don't know how do they study one subject for the whole day. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, And another interesting thing is like the minors that people take here at the university because we have such a wide offer from all of the different schools that we have here um if you google all the minors you can find a list of all of the minors that are available um to take and it's it's truly crazy that for example me as a business student i can minor in something like chemical engineering or oh that's that is actually very nice i never thought about (laughs) Any combination of economics and chemical there engineering. There you go. Exactly. Quite strange, isn't it? Yeah. But that's the thing. Uh, there are so many options and you can mix and match and find out what works out for you yeah. here. So there's, there's literally no limit. Exactly. Until your courses are clashing with each other. Yeah. That's not good. Let's not do that. <laughs> Speaking of clashing courses, how do you sort of keep track of your studies? Because... I'm sure it can get quite hard to do. So we have this platform called Sisu in Alto where we plan our courses. In in Finnish, Sisu basically means to be brave. 
so that is the platform we use to plan our courses mm-hmm. since you already have a list of all the courses that run over the academic year so you can just pick and just place all the all the courses in your sisu and see what works and what doesn't work and how many courses you can take so that it is not too clouded and yeah. too cluttered <clears throat> and exactly. and it works for you basically yeah You definitely need a lot of bravery to actually look at the study plan and see how many credits you have to do and when. Um but CISO is also a very good platform to or it is the platform where you see the different um course descriptions as well and mm-hmm. the prerequisites for the courses and even the syllabus in question for each course. So most information regarding courses is found on CISO as well. So that's sort of our main platform for Yeah, um, studies. You can also search if you don't know if there is a course running for a particular mm. uh field. You can just go and qu- and do a quick search over there and it will just list out all the courses running related to that. Yeah. So exactly. that's very useful that way. Mm-hmm. So so Labiba, how how does your normal day look like? My normal day um I would say and I think a lot of students would say the same thing of um I think it definitely depends on the period that we're in. Mm-hmm. Um so sub periods are, you know, very relaxing, quite free and I have, you know, a lot more free time than I usually do and then some periods are a little more clustered. Mm-hmm. Um but I try to like space out my study plan so it's kind of even throughout. Yeah. But regardless of the period in question, I would say a typical day involves going to school, um t- attending my lectures as much as I can and then um interacting with my classmates and my friends and having lunch and everything and then um having the luxury of um being able to indulge in my free time after school hours and mm-hmm. you know do my hobbies and participate in um student culture as well so um there's definitely um not too much pressure i yeah. feel like i feel like it hasn't been um like you know that much um put on to your, like that much weight put on to your backs um but maybe you disagree how do you feel yeah i think it, de- it really depends on how you how well you plan your study definitely yeah during the year exactly but in general i think at the end of each period it becomes really hectic with all the exams and the submissions and all the deadlines we have exactly other than that i try to keep an uh, even study plan like you said so it doesn't become too stressful or too relaxed yeah because if you think about it it doesn't really work out well for you <laughs> in both the cases and uh, sometimes it may happen that whatever subjects you want to study fall in the same period or around the same time and you end up having a busy schedule but even then i believe the schedules are still manageable and you can plan your studies accordingly agreed or then um the way maybe i would phrase it is that you can do whatever feels right so if mm-hmm. you're someone who likes to take it more lax you mm-hmm. can you know space out those credits and make sure that it's it's nice and free for you but then 
or then if you're more into you know keeping yourself busy getting that knowledge in you're definitely encouraged to take more credits mm -hmm. in one go or even take extra credits if need be or explore the different um, courses uh, that is available in our school so you're definitely given that freedom to yeah but i want to mention here that the level of difficulty and number of credits can also play a role here exactly so if you compare finish one which is the basic finish course and a more advanced course in that they both would require different amount of efforts from you and also your time yeah. similarly a 10 credit course can be more demanding than five credit or a three credit course so just keep that in mind while planning your calendar and just yeah Exactly. But at the end of the day, you are equipped to make that decision and do what's best for you. Yeah. But the good thing is that you don't have to actually do it all by yourself. Um, so apart from the mandatory courses, each program has a list of recommended courses you can take or you can refer to while yep. making your calendar. And if you don't like any of those courses, which is going to be rare... Maybe you are in the wrong program itself, but you can you can search for the courses which you are interested in and make your calendar based on that. Yeah. So plenty of options there. Exactly. So now let's talk a bit about what kind of courses do we like. So Labiba, what was your favorite course in your bachelor's degree? My favorite course? Um... So far, uh, now that I think back on the 180 credits that I've done, feels <laughs> like a blur. Um, I think my favorite course will definitely have to be the one that I took in my first year um, called Economics of Global Challenges. And yeah, the it's, it's in the title, it's in the name, where this course was basically um, all of the um, striking headlines that you see in the news today, sort of what is the economics behind them? How does it work and how is econ relevant to solving different kinds of problems? So, for example, um, we had different modules regarding climate change or data mining slash privacy um, and, uh, you know, things within this, this sphere. So a good example of um, how interesting that course was actually um, would be when our professor invited a guest lecturer um, who was the Finnish representative for the climate change um, board of the European Union. And she had done her studies in economics before mm -hmm. pursuing that career path. And she basically explained how econ is relevant to towards the path of um, uh, decreasing or getting rid of climate change so that was very enlightening yeah that is actually very interesting because uh, I have been also taking a similar course mm. it is very focused on the economics aspect of the climate change mm -hmm. and you being a tech student you really don't realize how much of these aspects really play a role in the technology which technology is going to take over mm -hmm. but it is interesting to know yeah definitely and I would say another highlight of the course was the fact that I got to write my final paper for the, the course about how um, cow farts affect the um, 
uh, our atmosphere and whether or not a certain species of um, algae that decreases cow farts is economically wow. viable or not. So yeah, I got that is right. I that know is certainly interesting. Yeah. I would yes. never th- have thought about it. Yeah, I I didn't realize I was capable of writing twenty pages about cow farts. Yeah. So, but moving on. What about you? What has your favorite course been? My favorite course also ran in the first year and it was called Introduction to Advanced Energy Solutions. So it was a mandatory course for me mm-hmm. and uh, probably at that time I wouldn't have opted for it. But as it progressed, I started to really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. So they had this thing where they would invite speakers from different companies, people from the industry who mm-hmm. had all this experience they would just come here and tell us about what their company has been doing in terms of meeting this sustainability target and what all factors are involved in doing so and right. what have what sort of challenges they have been facing and these sort of things so right. it was a great learning opportunity for us and we could just interact with the speaker and right. at the end of each lecture we had to write a learning diary where uh, which was a new concept for me by the way mm-hmm. and i liked it quite a lot in the sense that we couldn't summarize it summarize what was discussed during the lecture but we had to analyze it break it down mm-hmm. in terms of what was important and what was less important and what did you like what didn't you like and what was new for you mm-hmm. what could have been discussed more something like that and oh, whatever was discussed was it worth it or some or not mm-hmm. so it was a really good exercise for people like me especially who are i am more of a listener and less of a talker so yeah. it it gives you a great opportunity for expressing your thoughts and open your minds basically yeah so i really enjoyed that and i really enjoyed the course as well overall mm-hmm. um so just to give you an idea how different these courses can be i just want to mention another course which i took in the spring semester mm-hmm. it was called renewable energy engineering and in that course i had taken a group project where we had to design mm-hmm. a wind park and we were given just the capacity of the wind park and the location where we would set it up basically and everything else was left on us mm-hmm. so we had to decide the number of turbines and what kind of turbines we would be using the transmission lines and everything else about it and in that the funny thing was we were a huge team so we had seven members in that but somehow we managed to assign jobs for everyone and it turned out pretty well yeah. but it was a fr- fun project to have this option to interact with so many people and work with them is a good opportunity i would say um we can now maybe go into some smaller nuances regarding um the courses that we have here so one hot topic that at least i've been asked about is regarding attendance. Mm-hmm. So, how does it work? Do you always have to be there? Is it tracked, etc., cetera, etc.? Cetera? So, what has your experience been? 
actually most of my courses do not require a mandatory attendance so it depends on me if i can uh, attend the lectures or not if i don't attend the lectures that is also fine but at the end of each lecture we get the lecture material in case we miss it and we can just refer to them but uh, unless there is a, a group activity where i have to be physically present in the class to participate uh, there is no mandatory attendance for me what about you yeah yeah i i would say it, it i think that's pretty much the case where you have the two extreme sides of the spectrum the uh, first side being basically no attendance is required you're just required to submit the coursework and mm -hmm. that's enough to yeah. sort of pass the course and then there's the other side where your attendance is tracked it can affect your grade there's maybe some kind of point system regarding your participation um, so it's really in between but I think most of the information can be either found on um, CISU or then we use another platform called My Courses, which has some more uh, detailed information regarding um, each of the courses. Yeah, one quick comment about the mandatory attendance. So in most of the cases where the attendance is mandatory, uh, it is because of the fact that they have the teacher has planned some classroom activities where you need to be physically p present for your participation and exactly mostly these courses are language-based courses uh, such as if you're learning Finnish or German or something else so you cannot just learn a language just by listening yeah. so they have planned some classroom activities where you actually learn by practicing the speaking part of it yeah. so exactly. yeah while we are on the subject of attendance some teachers have this provision for you to attend the classes remotely yep. and that is not the case in all the courses but some teachers have this option where you can attend the lectures online from zoom or teams or something like that and some teachers also provide you the recorded lectures maybe yep. from the previous year or if they're recording the current lectures they'll provide you the, those recordings as well which is very helpful yeah and it's exactly um exceptions like these such as the non um, mandatory participation that kind of allows students to pursue other things alongside their studies for example plenty of students here at alpha do um, work part-time for example to yeah. sustain their their finances while living here so that is completely possible and that's what we're doing right now for example as student ambassadors mm -hmm. for for the university so that's something that um, you can think about um, what do you know about summer courses do you have any experience with those yeah I heard about summer school from one of my professors Actually, after one of the lectures, we were just casually chatting and discussing about our plans for the summer, and this came up. Yeah. But before I give you the details about the summer courses, I just want to quickly mention about our relationship with our teachers. Sure. I think it is true for other students as well, at least most of them, that the our teachers are so friendly and easily approachable. Yeah. Anytime exactly. you're struggling with something or you need any kind of help from them, you can just easily reach out to them or drop them an email and they'll get back to you. 
with some kind of solution and they are really understanding about it yeah so now coming back to the summer school there are many courses that run during the summer which is from june until yeah. august so some courses can be for the short duration which is two weeks yeah and some run for the entire summer for entire three months so if you are behind your credits or you want to finish the courses earlier this is a good opportunity for you yeah if you exactly. are missing your mandatory courses in some cases you can do those as well so you can check out all these courses on alto's website or just google summer school alto university and you'll find them there exactly um well i personally think we've covered um courses and studying at alto pretty well we mm-hmm. could start wrapping this podcast episode up this is where this is the moment where I sort of plug in our social media. So, um, whatever social media platform it is—Instagram, TikTok, YouTube—if it exists, Alta University is on it. So you can go check out our content, um, find out more what it's like to study here at Alta, and um, we have a platform called UniBuddy where you can actually talk to student ambassadors like me and Anubuti and get to know more about the specific degree that you're interested in or just studying in Finland in general. Um, we have coffee sessions every Friday uh, where we go into different types of um, topics and themes uh, regarding the student life here um, at the university. So stay tuned for our next episode where we will be talking about orientation week and what's that like. Um, but yes, thank you for having the patience to listen to us and we hope to see you guys on campus sometime soon. Thank you. Bye bye.